What is up, everybody? This is Nick Roby. Thanks for tuning in once again. This is the Hill and Valley. Super excited to talk to you guys uh, today. We got a lot of fun things to talk about. We got Notre Dame coming up this weekend as the Tigers travel to South Bend, Indiana. But first, let's talk a little playoff rankings. The first edition of the College Football Playoff Rankings, if you have not heard, came out on Tuesday night and you know there were there wasn't any pushback or anything on what the committee had to say. Uh, naturally, there was a lot of pushback, and I think that's part of you know the interest of college football. Right, is that we have this whole season, and it's a lot of comparing resumes and comparing eyeball tests and comparing different metrics to see you know which are the best teams in the country, as well as playing them on the field and. You know, different people look for different things. And so that's what makes this whole thing interesting. And now that we're farther into this edition uh, of, of trying to figure out a national champion, you know, we've been doing the college football playoffs since 2014. We're getting close to 10 years, guys. I don't, it doesn't feel like that, but it, we are. Um, you know, it's interesting to see now we have some data what this kind of looks like. And so let's get into that. I mean, we're going to talk about Notre Dame, of course, but I mean, I just want to give some thoughts on the playoff. So obviously the playoff came out, and if you haven't heard, uh, the top 10 look like it's Tennessee, Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson are the four teams, and then Michigan, Alabama are the next two out. TCU is at seven, uh, the Big 12 leader right now, 8-0. Oregon, USC, 8-9, and and then LSU rounds out the top 10, which is interesting because the AP poll had them 15, and they're the highest uh, two-loss team. So there you go with that. Um, I don't know if they'll make the playoff, but it's interesting that they're already at 10. And when you look at other ACC schools, just as being a Clemson podcast, if you're interested in that, we've got North Carolina at 17, who the Tigers, if it keeps playing like this, will most likely play in the ACC title game. And then Syracuse, Wake Forest, NC State are 20 through 22. So we've got five ACC ACC schools ranked. In the top 25. Now, this is where this gets interesting. Is I feel like there was a lot of pushback on Clemson being the number four team. Like, it's very big noticing who are the four teams in, who are the teams that the committee thinks are the best four, and what they're kind of looking for. Because, you know, the committee changes a little bit every year, a couple years of who's on it. We've obviously got a new uh, chairman who's Boo Corrigan, the AD at uh, NC State, which is interesting. I don't know if that's too much to highlight. It's just interesting. Um, I know, I think, uh, I think Dan Radakovich was on there a few years ago um, from Clemson. So it rotates. They try to get a good mix of some coaches and, and then, you know, a couple other people as well. A couple, you know, some ADs. Um, I mean, not coaches, I mean, athletic directors and a couple other people. So there's it with that. Um, if it was me going into this, going into this, I would have had my initial who, what, what I thought, like what I would have had personally. So it's a little bit different, but it's pretty close. I would have had Tennessee, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan as my four. And I would have actually had Clemson at five and then TCU six. And I didn't put this like in my tweet that I put out, but I would have had Alabama seven. So I think that's the big difference is that, you know, Michigan and Clemson would be switched and TCU and Alabama would be switched. Not too different. I think it's it's a little bit of a mixed bag when you look at these first playoff rankings. It's very interesting to see you know how they rank them based on the season, especially in a season like this where like 
there's you know no clear number one team. I think other years that there's a clear number one or top two teams. This year, you know, it's it's a little bit closer to the pack of like who the actual number one team is. You know, in the AP poll, it's still Georgia, and then right behind is Tennessee and Ohio State. So it's like all right there. Clemson's an interesting one, of course, because you know they're also undefeated. Um, they have three ranked wins still. You know, uh, when you look at uh, whether the AP poll or the playoff poll, how they ranked them, you know, they have the most in the country of currently ranked wins, you know, not like when they were ranked when they played. And then I, I know Clemson's an easy one that a lot of people have picked out. If you're maybe not a Clemson fan or just from a national perspective of like, why are they the last team in versus a team like Michigan or something? Um, you know, and Clemson hasn't looked maybe as good as uh, some other teams in actual games. Like they've had to, they've played a couple closer games and everything like that. But my thing is like I, I would have had them fifth just because of the eye test. Michigan has looked better. Um and I just knowing this Clemson team, I think there's more room for improvement. Uh especially in this last game. I think I I might would have had them four like last week, but after after the way I mean, it was good that they beat Syracuse for sure. Um, but the way that that kind of played out. Uh, I think five feels about right, but I mean, we're kind of splitting hairs between them and Michigan. Now, I would say, uh, you know, I've seen some stuff of comparing like the non-conference schedules between Michigan and Clemson, and it's like, don't, let's not go there. I mean, like, I'm sorry, but no disrespect to Vanderbilt, but Vanderbilt scored 60-something points, 60, like three points on Hawaii at Hawaii's place and Michigan played them and they played Colorado state. They were, they like went before the season and said that who they're starting each game as like almost like exhibitions. So it's like, let's calm down there. Let's not act like Michigan's played this like gauntlet of, you know, a non-conference. And then their toughest game has been Penn state, you know, like honestly, you know, Penn state, you know, hasn't looked as great as they've been kind of built up be a little bit. So I, and also this notion that like, Clemson couldn't compete in the Big Ten East or in the SEC, like for a conference title. Like, don't let's not go there. I think it's a little bit of a a stretch, you know. I mean, let's also not disrespect also the other ACC schools. Like those guys can play. Syracuse can play. They were down after, you know, Clemson was their big game of the year. They win that game. They're competing against Notre Dame. I'm not saying that that they would have finished the matchup of it, but it wouldn't have looked like that. Don't tell me NC State is not a good team with Devin Leary. They're a top 15 team in the country. Like that injury was really hard for them. You know, like that, that's a good team. Let's see. Wake force, strong, strong offense. Like going in there is not easy. Uh, it's because, you know, they got a smaller, well, they got a smaller endowment, a smaller amount of like school, like, you know, students like, uh, we're not going to pay attention that they're one of the top teams in the country. Who you know they just had a really bad quarter this past weekend, so that doesn't help them. I think that's part of it too. Is um, the past this past weekend did no favors for Clemson's like resume. I think it hurt it a bit when all the big wins all took hits. You know, both Syracuse and and Wake Forest lost, and not great. And then you have NC State just kind of scraping by against a struggling Virginia Tech team. You know, so that doesn't look great. Same time, though, you got Notre Dame, like going to South Bend. Like, that's, you know, 
even though Stanford beat them, like, you know, that's still like a good, decent program, like, you know, a team this year and going on the road is never easy, especially there. So like, I just think it, it's Clemson's been an easy one to pick out. I think of like comparing, you know, especially for a team like TCU, like TCU should be higher. But my thing when it comes to this comparing stuff is like, there is this notion I heard a little bit too of like, like it'll work itself out. Like it will in a sense, but at the same time, like when we're comparing teams, you want to know the criteria that the committee is using, you know, and wanting to see what's emphasized more and, and just wanting it to be consistent. I think that's the thing that we're all wanting is we want a consistent process that produces the four best teams. The problem is this is a little bit of a suggestive, you know, uh, uh, subjective, I mean, uh, uh, process because we don't all play the same opponents. You know, it, it's a little bit different than the NFL. It's a little bit more of a nuance to it where you have to use a lot of different pieces, you know, involved. TCU should be higher. You know, I, I think that that to me, that's why I had them higher. At the same time, though, like this, it's very interesting to hear this notion of like a Clemson brand has been making them higher and like. Clemson should be respected a little bit, honestly. Like, they made the playoffs six straight years. They won two national titles in the past, you know, since 2016. Like, the only other team to repeat was Alabama. Like, they are in some elite company, and I think it's like having that. But at the same time, like, TCU is behind in some games. Like, they haven't, like, you know, they had to pull it out against West Virginia last week. And that's okay, too, you know? Also, like, Kansas State. Oklahoma State like scored zero points against Kansas State. Like they won, but like they dropped all the way down. They dropped from like eight to like what is it, eighteen in the AP poll? Like they didn't score any points. You know, I don't care who you are. Like that's like that. That's just also it too. So I think TCU is good. I think that they should be up higher, and I think they should deserve that respect. And my my thing too is like if you go undefeated and win your conference in the Power Five, like, you're going to make the playoff. I think you should make the playoff. If, if you don't, then it's kind of like, I don't want to say, what are we doing? But it's like, I mean, what do these teams have to do then? You know, like, let's just, uh, then we're not even on the same playing field, you know? And that's a whole other conversation. But that's, to me, like, if you win your conference, you go undefeated, you should be having a shot as one of the four best teams in the country. I mean, that's just is what it is because every team has the opportunity to win their conference. And yeah, that is one of the things of like, if you're in a conference like the SEC, Big Ten, you know, you like bolster yourself up on that of like, you're one of the top conferences in the country. But if you lose, then you're, you weren't the best team in that conference. You know, that's the logic. You know, if you use that that way, not saying you can't, you know, you had a bad day and and like, that's what happened to Georgia last year. Not saying that Georgia wasn't the four best teams. You know, I'm just saying if you're using that logic that's where you go from there. So that's the conference champion kind of thought process. But this notion that Clemson doesn't have the resume, I mean, they have three ranked wins. I was even looking it up because we're comparing like Clemson and TCU uh, strength of schedule 72 to 63. And also that dropped a bit because of, you know, Clemson's opponents. Clemson was on a bye week. They didn't do anything strength of record. So if you haven't heard of that, that's comparing uh, average, like an average uh, football team, average power five team, um, like how they do with your record. So like, obviously the lower you are, 
like the higher you are, like, you know, one, two, three, four, like the better, like small percent chance that any team could do that. Clemson was four, TCU's three. So still comparable. Uh, game control. How much have you been in charge of the games you're in um, to win? Clemson, 14. Uh, TCU, 18. Playoff range wins, three to two. You, you see what I'm saying? It, it's not like this big far-fetched thing. Like the numbers are close enough together. When you look at that, you're like, okay, like let's look at the eye test then. You know, it, it can be like the analytics are really good, but then also like your eyeballs can tell you like, hey, like that's just one of the, the, the best teams. And that's what the committee did. I don't know if I would have myself put them in there, but I'm saying that's the logic of how you get there. That's where you take a team like Michigan, who's been like in the 80s when it comes to strength of schedule, like their type of team has been for both them and Ohio State has been has been Penn State, and they both beat them. Now, Ohio State went on the road, which is way tougher to get, play Penn State on the road. And also, like, Ohio State's offense is very dynamic, and they haven't even been had Jackson Smith and Jigba for, like, a lot of the year. Marvin Harrison Jr. is dynamic. I don't know if you've watched that guy, but I'm telling you, he can play. So it's also projecting, like, not wanting to see Clemson get blown out in the, in the semis or all those other things. Like, Teams get blown out all the time. Like, I just think it's like you want to reward the four best teams that should be there to be there, but also like have the metrics to get there. So some of these things are going to work itself out. Tennessee and Georgia play each other this weekend. Obviously, the winner of that is probably it should be number one, and the, and the loser is going to be out of the top four, probably. Ohio State and Michigan play each other. Alabama plays LSU. Alabama would play if they went out, you know, and they happen to be winning in the conference championship game. They would play the winner of Georgia and Tennessee. Winner that makes it, and then depending on you know Alabama loses, you know you're not making it more than likely with two losses. Like it, it will work itself out, but at the same time, you want the metrics to get there. You know, it's like you you, you kind of want to know how like the sauce is made. You don't want to just take it blindly. You know, LSU is like too high in my opinion. Like if you're going to rank them that high, there's other teams I like there and there as well. North Carolina being a one loss, like. Power five team in another conference, like they're going to be higher. The one that's like really egregious to me is Texas. Like three loss team, Texas. Like you got to go with what they've done so far. I think that's also what they're emphasizing too. Is that you got to go off of what has been done so far this year. You can't also like just project all these rankings based on like what you think they're going to be. Like you kind of have to go off of kind of what they're doing so far. Like that's what they're doing. Texas is just. I don't know. I just I think there's other teams you could rank if you're ranking them. So lots of different things to talk about. I, I just think like it is super early. Like there's going to be a reaction that happens every year, and then uh, there's always a couple teams, and then people, you know, if you have preconceived notions about certain teams, and then you are super looking at where you are, you can pick these things apart. You know, these are people and in, imperfect thing. I think I could see this being adjusted going for you know, forward of like how we do this. I could see it being like this process of picking the four beat teams or eight or 12. I think we, you know, eventually get, we get to 12 with some measure of like a committee and using some metrics and just, it's not, I don't know if we're going to ever get to this perfect thing. You know, I'd like to think so, but it's imperfect people trying to make this perfect thing for a sport that you can only play like 12 games and you don't play everybody. Like, it might not, there might not be ever be a perfect thing. And that's kind of the thing with college football. That's what makes like these weekends so great is because 
you really have to win to control your destiny. Like you don't always get all these mulligans. And so that makes all these games like super intense and super fun. I just think like, you know, if you're going to say, if you're going to compare, like just a final thought of just, if you're going to say, what about like Clemson's brand was like, well, what about Michigan's brand? What about Alabama? They lost to Tennessee. They gave up 52 points to Tennessee. Unless you forget that, you know, it's like, what about somebody else did that? Like they'd be really hit for that. They almost lost to Texas. Three lost Texas, like Texas, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, if you're really doing that, like they barely beat at home, Texas A&M, you know, think about that three and five Texas A&M. I'm just saying, like, if you're really trying to split hairs, all these teams have flaws. All these teams are not like also fully what they're going to be either. Like we're also talking about early November for games that are played on New Year's Eve. So lots to still go. We can still talk about that a lot. I just think like it's gonna, it's gonna. I think it's like gonna work itself out. But at the same time, you want to know how the sauce, how the sauce is made, and because you know, like me, I like to know that we're all on the same playing field, looking at the same metrics and knowing what's needing to happen. You know, whether that's you know. I'm a mixture of like metrics and telling me on my eyes see me like Michigan's look good. Now I like to see who they play more. So there you go. I can keep going obviously as I have, but um, that's just my initial thoughts. A lot to still talk about, but here's the thing. Clemson I, I, else shows Clemson's got to take care of business too. I mean, I think if Clemson wants to make it back to the playoff, you, you probably have to go undefeated. I don't know. It, it's hard to know if, if a one loss Clemson makes it now. If the one loss is Notre Dame, I mean, I don't want to even go, in, go into that. I'm just saying, like, it, you, just, you just lose a lot of um, wiggle room, you know, and not everyone has all that. So I just think Tigers need to take care of business. And so here we go. I mean, let's let's get into it. Um, you know, Tigers traveled to South Bend to take on Notre Dame. They went there two years ago, obviously, in the COVID year, which is very interesting. Um, you know, obviously it was the second game for DJ taking over for Trevor Lawrence, um, who had COVID, um, lost in double overtime and just a very big game. And it's, it, it was be so interesting if, if fans could fully be there all the way, but now they can. And so now we've got another big time matchup. It's seven 30 on NBC. Obviously Clemson as of right now is a four-point favorite. Um, I got that earlier this week, and the over-under is 44.5 points total. I think what's interesting about this is you got a Notre Dame team who's been playing better as of late. You know, they've won two in a row. They've got – they just beat Syracuse. They had beaten BYU when they're ranked. They won at UNC, which is looking like a better and better win. That's UNC's only loss. So – these guys can play. Now, at the same time, like they have losses to Marshall and Stanford, both at home. Like it, it's a very interesting um, piece of that. But they're going to be up and ready to go against a team like Clemson. You know, you're when you host a top four team in the country. You know, so in a program, national program like Clemson is right now, it, you got to be ready to go. So it's going to be a fun game at night. Um, I don't like as a. Like obviously, as a Clemson fan, you would want this to be at home, but you also love the aspect of winning on the road there. Um, looking at the numbers, I think it, it is a little bit favorable to Clemson, considering um, you know Clemson scores thirty-seven a game, Notre Dame's twenty-eight a game, twenty-two allowed, 
383 total, 196 passing, 186 on the ground. Um, they're allowing 334 yards, 204 in the air, 129 on the ground. So that's Notre Dame very quickly there. Stats, Drew Pines, their quarterback, he took over um, when the starter got injured. Um, he's played, you know, he's played all right. He's, he's got a 61% complete percentage, 13 passes, four inter- interceptions. I think the big thing for them is on offense, you kind of know, like, what you're looking at. You're looking at a team that wants to run the ball and wants to control their line of scrimmage with their offensive line, with the running game, and using guys like their All-American Michael Mayer at the tight end position uh, to extend plays and score in the end zone. I think if you control the running game and you keep Michael Mayer in check, you, Clemson gives themselves a very strong chance to win the game. Michael Mayer has 580 yards. He has 47 receptions. The next highest guy, like the next is that we're looking at like 24. He has six touchdowns. The rest of the team, like there's only 13 total. So he has almost half of the team's touchdowns. Like he's going to be a huge emphasis on offense of making sure that he doesn't beat you. You want somebody else to beat you in the passing game. So seeing guys like Michael Carter, um, Michael Carter, Barrett Carter, and Trenton Simpson, you know, guys like them are going to be very like locked into those guys. I could see some double teams on that, you know, loading the box and then making somebody else beat you because they have some good running backs, you know, uh, Estamine, Diggs, Tyree. Like they have a three headed monster of guys wanting to run the ball. However, this is where this is, you know, this is if the defensive line can, you know, show up like they did the past. You know, week, you know, a couple weeks. I think this could be really good. You also have everybody healthy now, which will be very good off of a week of rest as well. Um, especially controlling the line of scrimmage, I think will be really big because you don't want to give, you know, Pine a lot of time uh, to try to find open guys. I think that was the thing that really killed Clemson a couple years ago is that uh, they were able to extend plays, finding guys on third downs and, and just extending drives. Ian Book was able to just continue. To, I feel like I was still seeing him running out of the pocket and finding like a crossing, you know, tight end across the middle. It's just one of those games. And so I think you'll see a huge emphasis on that, giving different looks. Uh, offensively, obviously, the Syracuse game was not what you want, you know, and DJ's had a couple weeks to focus on that. And you'll Notre Dame is really gonna want to force turnovers. I, I think the big thing is DJ taking care of the ball. I think you're gonna see a strong emphasis on the running game and trying to control that. And I just noticed this with DJ, and I don't know in all the way, you know, but I think if he like, it just seems that he's a very like if the first couple drives go well, he seems to be locked in. And if the first couple drives are kind of like iffy, like he had a, you know, maybe an early fumble, an early interception, like if they're not moving the ball, it just seems to start getting in his head a little bit. Um, that could just be me. And maybe just like, I it just want to see success early. It just seems like he just does really well with getting success early. And like any of us, like you want to see things going well. And it just seemed like last week, like because things weren't going as well early that he started pressing a little bit. I don't know if his hand was hurting him from being stepped on or just, you know, had that freaky fumble and the guy made a good play. Um, like I returned for a touchdown. Like that's a totally look, different looking ball game. 
if Clemson scores. That's like a 14-point swing. You just see a lot of different things like that. He was trying to force plays, you know? And I think this is just me a very, like, you have to take what the defense gives you. And I'm sure I can imagine, like, if I was in that room, that that's what they probably would have focused on is they're going to run the ball, give it to Shipley, give it to Maffa, like, make them stop that, finding guys open, finding, you know, Williams across the middle, finding... You know, uh, they're probably going to put them, some emphasis on Bo Collins, you know, because if you're trying to lock down like Davis Allen and Jake Brandingstool, a guy like Bo Collins, you can see that he could be open or, you know, downfield as well. So, you know, Notre Dame's got some guys. They're definitely younger than they were the couple years ago um, when they were in that, you know, ACC for that one year. But I, I, I like Clemson in this. Uh, but I will say, though, like, it, this team it just seems like those first few drives, you can kind of just get a feel of what kind of day is it going to be. And, you know, if it's going to be like, all right, we're really going to have to muster this up and really try to finish it and, and hold them off, or the offense is going to start getting clicking and going. So I think having two weeks to prepare will be really good. And especially getting that rest that some of those guys need, that you're in this four game stretch. This is our last away game. And then you get three home games to finish the year. Then you got Louisville, Miami, and then South Carolina, of course. So wanting to finish this well, I think it'd be really good. Take care of business. You have a couple, a few guys on that team who have that bad taste in their mouth. I think it's also big too. You know, winning on the road at, in their place in a hostile environment. You know, on national TV. You know, it, I'm telling you, it's a very interesting thing to be ranked fourth and, and having a lot of people saying that. You know, they shouldn't be there. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. You know, you can kind of still kind of play that card. And, you know, of, of Dabo being like, hey, people are, don't believe in us. Or like, they're just thinking we're there because of the name on our jersey. And there's some stuff to prove for sure. And I think this will be very interesting to see this stretch of what kind of team this is, you know. So I'm excited. I think like they're definitely one of the top teams in the country. You know, it's just a matter of like what what is this team doing with this last bit of the year, you know? And, man, I'm just, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this game. I think it'd be really fun. So when you when you look at, like, final scores, it's a four-point spread, which seems a little bit low. It's probably because of, of what it was from a couple weeks ago with Syracuse. And, you know, there's big talk with the quarterback. I I think D.A. just had an off day, honestly. I don't know if it's anything other than that, and I think just pulled him because he was turned the ball over too much. It's D.J.'s team. I, I don't know if it's as much of that kind of controversy, but he, he has to take care of the ball. I think it, it, that's just as simple as that. He, like, he has to take the throws that are there, and so I think that's what they're going to do is they're going to give him those options to look what's there. I would love to see maybe a little bit more of finding the checkdowns or just giving what the defense has for sure, but – when it comes down to it, I just think that Clemson has too many weapons on offense for Notre Dame to be able to, to stop. And I just think that Notre Dame, it, they're good, but I think like you you know what you're going to expect from them. They're going to run the ball, and they want to get guys like Bayer involved. I think if you can shut that down, I think it makes it doable. So uh, to me, I think the defensive line has a good day. I could see it being... If I would have to pick a score right now, I see it being, I'm going to go 34 20. Uh, I think I maybe used that score before, but that just feels right. Maybe like a two touchdown game. 
maybe it being like a touchdown, like a score difference, maybe late in the third quarter, and then Clemson scores. Maybe it's like, like a Will Shepley touchdown to go ahead, two scores, and then holding them off. So I think I see the Tigers pulling away later in the, um, in the second half. It just seems to be their style is that, you know, these Clemson offenses this year, uh, games just they seem to pull away in the second half of games. And I would just love to see a complete game, especially from the defensive side too of this offense. So it's a great opportunity on Saturday for sure. And then he got three home games. And honestly, if I think if Syracuse loses this weekend, that Clemson actually clinches the division. So the joke actually is I know seeing online that say that, you know, it's military appreciation day in a couple weeks with Louisville and they could clinch the division if Syracuse wins. So it's like, do you wear purple tops and orange pants? I kind of want to see what happens with that. It'd be very interesting if, if Dabo goes back to that. I don't know if he actually will, but I just, it's kind of fun to think about if he would. But Tigers might even like, you know, clinch the division already and not even play an ACC game. But then he got Miami and then he got South Carolina. So it's definitely like in Clemson's control for sure. And I'm excited to watch this. We got a great Saturday slate. You got one versus three in Georgia. You know, LSU and Alabama, I think, are playing too. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a fun weekend of college football. I mean, November football is here. It's when teams start, really start separating themselves and we really get to see the postseason future and, and conference races lining up. So that's it, guys. That's it for now. Thanks for tuning in. Um, hope you're having a great rest of your week and enjoy your Saturday of football. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember to subscribe and um, uh, review the podcast. That's a big help to me and just helping other people uh, discover us. So thanks, guys, for listening. And for now, we are signing off.